Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halochas, Yoradeya, Chelek Aleph, Hilchas Giluach, Halocha Dalid, Paragraph Vov. We dedicate the learning today, Le'ilei Nishmas, Shoshana Malka, Bas Rebavron, who lived in New Orleans. I had the privilege of meeting this family about 40 years ago a family that went through tremendous Mesiris Nefesh for Yiddishkeit. They were the hosts in New Orleans at the time. For any Jewish people, businessmen, anybody coming down to do business in New Orleans, and they averaged about 20 to 30 guests at their table every Shabbos. And they didn't use paper plates or basket plates. They used china, and they didn't have a maid or a dishwasher to do the dishes. This is just a tiny insight of the incredible Hachnosis that they established in New Orleans at the time. And they played a major role in starting the, the, the Orthodox Day School there in New Orleans at the time. I could fill many books about the, my interaction with this family. Her neshama should have an aliyah, she should be a melitz toiv for her for her husband, for her daughter, for her grandchildren, for all of Klal Yisrael. And we dedicate the learning also for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Yehudis Bas Chana, Chaya Bracha Bas Perel, Yaakov Yerishua Ben Freindel Rechel, Shlomenisa Ben Mazel, Avram David Ben Chana, Hendechasa Bas Chana, Miriam Esther Bas Soriyitl, Gitigan Endel Bas Sipoira, Gabriela Sora Bastalia Rivka, Leah Alexandra Baschayarezel, Gabriela Sora Yuto Baschayarezel, Gabriela Sora Bastalia Rivka, David Leib Ben Shena, Baruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Avigail Brocha Bashir Advoira, Shir Advoira Basmiriam, Jonas Ben Hilda, Yehuda ben Soramaya, Chaim Arye ben Brocha, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Eitan Yoel ben Edna, Tov Yitzvi ben Chayaliza, Yerachmiel Yisrael Doiv ben Frumet Nechoma, Ami ben Chai ben Yehuda Skila, Besoich Shar Choyl Yisrael. Now Rab Nosnazal, this is one of several places where Rab Nosnazal comes out with a very powerful, clear statement about how the reform and conservative movement started in those days in Europe, in Germany. Rav Nosnazal writes, And this is why we see in actual life that in Germany and in the surrounding areas that unfortunately the Jews broke down the fences and Heferu Bris, they 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 violated the, the basic tenets of Yiddishkeit. And they removed their beards with 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 like bemazed intentionally showing that they don't want to be connected at all to Orthodox Judaism. Alkane Ma'oid Hoapi Kursis. And this explains 
why they've also gotten involved tremendously in philosophy, in all kinds of secular wisdom. The, the Berlin University, the famous, famous, strong, very powerful secular influences and trying to infiltrate the, the religious world at the time. Major involvement in secular studies, especially philosophy and those kind of things. And very, very distant from holy emuna, pure faith in Hashem. Kimafursam, as is known. And now Rabnos Zal says, because these two things are directly related to each other. Because as we explained in the previous year, the main way that we receive from Hashem, Emuna, this ability to believe, to believe in Hashem, to believe in the Torah, to believe in Sadiqim, on a spiritual level, it comes via the payas and the beard, as we explained in the previous year. And therefore, in Germany, those Jews who were the founders of the reform movement, they have no faith in tzaddikim, in rabbis at all whatsoever. The cholkim al kol hatzaddikim hagdoilim hu amitiin. And they especially oppose all the tzaddikim in the Olam HaChasidus. The Baal Shem Tov and his followers majorly opposed to them. The Gammi Kisvei Ho'ari V'Sifrei Zohar HaKodosh Cholak Libom Ma'oyim And they're also 100% opposed and don't believe in the Zohar HaKodosh the writings of the Arizal, very much opposed to that. Kayodua umefursum, as is very well known. <coughs> Excuse me. Ki ikr hamshochas heoras hapeois vahazokon nimshach alidei hatsadikim hagedoilim huamitim shehim nekroim zikne hador. Because the main flow of light, of spiritual light, that comes via the payas and the beard, comes via the true great tzaddikim, who are called ziknei hador, the elders of the generation. The same term zokon, which means beard, is also the same term used to refer to the tzaddikim, the elders of the generation. As the Gemara says in Kiddushin, Zokein, Zekono Chochma, that the word Zokein is a combination of two words, Zekono. This is a person who has acquired Chochma, holy Chochma. Veheim mamshichem oleinu bechinas heoras tlesa tikune dikno kadisha. And it's these great Sadikim that draw down to us the light of the 13 tikunim of the holy beard. Which are the 13 formulas upon which the entire Torah Shabal Peh is based on, by which we expound the Torah. And that's also 
the source from where they draw, we draw our holy faith in Hashem. Shenimshach al kolechod derech sarois hapeyos vahazokon sheyesh becholechod miyisroel. Each and every single Jew receives this flow of emuna via the beard and payas, which each and every single person has, each and every religious person has. Ve'elu hamegalchem zekonam. And these people who remove the beard, especially they did it in an unkosher way, they did it with razors, going breaking the halacha. Those people are detaching themselves and disconnecting themselves from all of this, from the Torah Shabbat from the 13 formulas that the Torah Shabbat is based on, from Emuna, ki mashchisim pa'as zekonom pa'as roishon because they are destroying the, the beard and payas. Again, mashchis means with clay hashchosa, using a razor, or using means that are forbidden to use. And so too, they're completely detaching themselves from the true tzadikim, sheheim zikne hadoer, who are referred to as the elders of the generation. Again, Zikne, Zokon. Ukemoikein, heim oikrim atzmon meha emuna hakdoisha, hanimsheches alidei hazikeinim hakdoisha. And so too, these people are disconnecting themselves completely from faith, which is brought to us by these holy tzaddikim. I'm sorry. It's via these tzaddikim amitim, who are called the zikne ador, that all of Klal Yisrael receives this light of the holy beard that every single Jew has. And so too these people are disconnecting themselves from holy faith, which is brought to us by these tzaddikim, by these zikenim hakdoshim, and we receive this via the hairs of our beard and payas. Rabbi Nassar says, woe is to them and woe is to their souls. As the Zohar Kodesh writes an incredible warning, woe is to that person who extends a hand to the beard, who, who, who destroys the beard. And now Rabbi Nassar says, woe is to us. Because this terrible tragedy has arrived in our boundaries, in the Ukraine. That unfortunately this reform movement traveled to the Ukraine. We know in the city of Oman itself lived some of the founders of the reform movement, very, very powerful people who swore that they will never say the word G-O-D. They will not let, let that word come off. The, that's the level of denial of Hashem that they were holding by. And Rabbi Nossam refers to them as Rishoim, 
koifrin atheists hapoilkin oil who remove completely the yoke of Yiddishkeit from themselves umashchisim zekonu befarhesia and they remove their beard public. They're not afraid. They're not ashamed at all of removing the beard completely. And they go against the entire Torah openly, eating treif publicly, and and women, women and men interacting. And if that's not enough, that, that's not enough for them. They, they speak out in very insulting, derogatory ways against the religious people, against those who stay loyal to, to, to Yiddishkeit. Making fun, all kinds of fun and sarcasm and theater comedies to make fun of the religious people against those who don't choose to accept their way, their, the, the, the reform movement. And unfortunately, many of the Jewish youth will be caught in their trap. It seemed attractive to people. It seemed like an easier, better way of life. May Hashem have pity on the the small remaining the, the small remaining group who remain loyal to the Torah. The Yatzil Zarenu and may Hashem save our children and all the Jewish children from them and the likes of them. And we see, unfortunately, this tragedy continues till today. We talk about a Holocaust that destroyed six million Jews. The spiritual Holocaust of the reform movement caused much, much more, much bigger numbers than six million Jewish people to leave the fold, to intermarry, to marry non-Jewish women and produce non-Jewish children and caused such a breach in Klal Yisrael. And again, it started with reform, and then there came 36 flavors of it. Reform, conservative, reconstructionist, pluralism, all kinds of filth, Rahman al-Salam, all kinds of things that are a frontal attack on orthodox, observant Judaism, Rahman al-Salam. And, and unfortunately, today, this has infiltrated even in the Orthodox world. We have different levels of modern Orthodox, things that are called modern Orthodox. And again, there's a lot of different levels within modern Orthodoxy. There's modern Orthodoxy, which still tries to abide by Halacha, by Shulchan Aruch, and then there's all kinds of different levels of modern orthodoxy where you can walk into a shul on Shabbos and see people totally disengaged from prayer or the Sefer Torah, talking about their vacations to the Bahamas or to the Habamas, to what, what place I've gone to that you haven't gone to yet, or talking business or other nonsense, other things like that, and, and ignoring completely the respect for Hashem, the respect for the Torah. It's pure, purely a social type of gathering. Rahman al-Islam. Hashem should help us. Rab Nassar speaking very strongly here because he saw in during his time 
he saw what an incredible holocaust this would this caused to the Jewish nation, how it began in those days, and over the past 200 years or so, how many millions of Jews have been lost because of this tragedy, because of people who, who, who swerved off course in this manner. Paragraph Zayim, Vezehu, and this is now talking about the topic of Emes and Emuna that we were talking about in the previous year at length. Rav Nosazal says, Vezehu, now you could understand also what the Pasuk says in Bereshis, Alkein Yazoiv Ish Es Ove Veimoi, Vedovak Beishtoi, Vohoyu Labosarecho. That therefore, because of how Hashem created the world with male and female, Ish and Isha, therefore, at a certain point in time, a man leaves his parents, his father and mother, and attaches himself to his wife, and they become like one. Rabbi Nosazal explains, according to Kabbalah, the father and mother represent knowledge, intellect. We know the Pasuk says about Yosef HaTzadik, these parshias that we're reading now, that when he went out to Egypt, they proclaimed him Avrech. They called him Avrech. And the Gemara says, Av bechochma verach b'shonen. He was like a father in knowledge, in intelligence, and young, rach, young in years. That even though he was young at the time, he was so, he became the leader of Egypt. A world leader at the time, because Egypt was the leading economy of the world at the time. So Av is associated with Chachma, and there's a posse, Ki Eim Labino Tikra. So Av and Eim represent Chachma and Bina. They represent the Seichel, in intellect. Hainu Shetzrichin Lazoiv Eskola Chachmois. A Jew has to see to it sometimes to put aside all the intellect. Rak Ledabe Katzmoi Boho Isho Yiras Hashem. And only to attach oneself solidly to the wife, to the woman, which we explained in the previous year, that's the emuna. Because the most important factor in being able to reveal the real truths, the real truth of Hashem, the real truth of the Torah, the real truth of Tzadikim, is emuna. That's the most important thing. Bebechinas, and the Pesach says, v'hoyu labosor echod. And these two, the emes and emuna, become like one. Sheho emes vehemuna, heim echod betachles ho'achdos. Because these two really are one, 100%. Even though they appear, they seem to be different, they seem to be opposites in a sense. Emes is usually associated with Chachmah. Emes is Tiferes, the meat of Tiferes, which is Zohar, Bechina Zohar. And Emuna is Malchus, which is Nekeva, two different worlds, all one. It's really Hashem Echod, Ushmo Echod. Guf, Tiferes, and Malchus are really one. It's all part of the oneness of Hashem. And we mentioned that Reb Chaim Vital writes in the introduction to the Kisri Arizal, he writes there that there are different different prerequisites mentioned in the Gemara for studying Kabbalah. 
Kabbalah is called Chochmas Ha'emes, because that's the real, that's the essence of the emes of the Torah. There's no, there's nothing in Torah that makes it as clear to a person that the Torah is divine as Chochmas Ha'emes, Chochmas Ha'Kabbalah. Every aspect of Torah is very important. Halacha, Drush, Remez, it's all Kedusha, it's all holiness, it's all divine. But within the levels, when a person is zoicha to taste the Chochmah Semes, the Chochmah Sakabola, that's what wows a person the most and to be able to see that this could only be divine wisdom. There's nothing, this does nothing in the, in the physical world that comes anywhere near this. There's nothing in the world of intellectualism that comes anywhere near this whatsoever. So Reb Chaim Vital writes that the Gemara says a person should first fill themselves with Shas and Poiskim, which means a person first needs a lot of knowledge of Torah, of all the basic levels of Torah. And then it's also mentioned that the person should be at least 40 years old because Ben Arboim Labina, the person has reached again a certain level of knowledge and experience, life experience. But Reb Chaim Vital writes, more important than those, those are important, but more important is emuna, that if a person has real pure faith and believes that every word of the Torah is divriel kimchaim, it's the word of Hashem, and if I'm going to read anything or learn anything that, I, that doesn't make sense to me, I'm going to attribute it only to my own personal shortcoming. It's got nothing to do with Hashem or the Torah. Hashem is perfect. The Torah is perfect. If I see things that I don't understand, it's me. The Reb Chaim Vital writes, if a person has that attitude, that person can enter into studying, hearing these types of words of Torah, and it'll only benefit them. It'll strengthen their emunah. And if a person doesn't have that emunah, then if they satisfy the other requirements, it still will not be enough, chas There's still tremendous danger. Because as Rav is all saying here, everything is important. The most important is the emunah. And with this, we'll understand the whole concept of Sfira Soimer. That before Shavuos, before receiving the Torah and Har Sinai, before that greatest revelation of Hashem, we first count seven complete weeks. During which we're involved in drawing upon ourselves and perfecting the seven basic midos, chesed, gevura, teferes, shehem tzimtzumim hagdoshim, which are these holy vessels, these holy constrictions of Hashem's light, kayadua, as is known throughout the Sifrei Kabbalah. V'alkein soifrim lo'oimer, and therefore we're not just counting, we don't just say hayoim yoim echod lo'oimer, hayoim shnei yomim, we say lo'oimer, or bo'oimer, we're adding that word. Ki oimer so'irim hu bechinas klovius kol hatsinsudim, because the Arizal explains, this measure of barley represents all Aspects of constriction. Shezeh bechinas soira. The Arizal says that the word soira 
is bigimatria shtei poomim menatzbach kamoi shemuva bekavonus, as is brought in the Priyetzchayim. We know, <coughs> we mentioned this many times, that the Aleph base consists of two categories of letters. There's regular letters, there's the 22 letters of the Aleph base, the standard letters, and then five of those come in a double format. They come in one way when they're in the beginning or middle of a word, and they come in a completely different shape when they're at the end of a word. They're called stumois, closing letters. Shloss, shloss in, in Yiddish it's called shloss men, shloss tzadik. Those five letters, menatzbach, men, nun, tzadik, peichov, the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us, therefore represent givura, tzimtzum, closing. Closed is a concept of tzimtzum. Open is a concept of chasodim. Closed is a concept of dinim, tzimtzum. So these five letters, menatzbach, represent the concept of din, midasadin. The menatzbach is bigematria 280. The Arizal says two times menatzbach, and menatzbach is five letters. So it's 285. Two times 285 is 570. And the Arizal says you add another five. Because of the five letters, it becomes 575, which is soira. Why? Why are we adding the letters? Why? What? That's all in the Kisvi Arizal. The Arizal explains why it's exactly this way. But again, the Arizal re- reveals that soira, which the Gemara says, soira is anim- barley, is animal food. Chita is human food, which is moichin, which is chasodim. Soira is animal food, which is dinin, which is, which is moichin de katnos, barley. Shehim klal kol The Arizal goes on to show that this soira represents all the different simtsumim. Ve'elu hatsimtsumim heim bechinas soira. Ve'elu hatsimtsumim heim bechinas sa'arois. And these tsimtsumim are also the hairs, these thin, thin wires that we have, which are super tsimtsumim. And this is what we're involved in during the 49 days of Sphira. We're trying to prepare Kalim, Tsimtsumim, into, re- into which to be able to receive that incredible bright light that's going to come down on Shavuos. And it's by preparing these tzimtzumim throughout those 49 days, throughout those seven weeks, seven times seven, through this enables us to be able to receive that oyer haponim that's going to come down on Shavuos. Shizel bechinas kabolas ha that's the, the receiving the Torah. Bechinas shivim ponim le Torah. Note, it's called ponim, the 70 faces of the Torah. That's the term that's used. The Torah is this oir haponim. Bechinas, and as the Torah describes what took place at Harsinai, ponim beponim diber Hashem imochem. Hashem spoke to us face to face. Kalidei hamidois vatsinsumim. Because through these measurements and these constrictions, Oimer is a measurement. <coughs> these holy hairs, <laughs> which we're drawing upon ourselves throughout these 49 days of Sphira, 
This is what prepares us and enables us to receive that incredible great light, that oyer haponim, shehu bechinas kabolas ha-toyerah which is receiving the Torah on the holiday of Shavuos. V'yalkein oiskim b'Shavuos loimar ho'idro rabba shegilo rabbi Shimon ben Yechoi. And therefore, those that say tikken le'el Shavuos know that tikken le'el Shavuos consists of a number of pieces. First you have the entire Chumash, then you have the entire Gemara, then you have, then you have Megillus Rus. There's a few points, and then at the end you have the Idra Rabbah, a certain incredible, incredible piece from the Zohar Kodesh. Idra, Idra means room, the great room where Rabbi Shimon Bar took his students into a cave, which is called the Idra, which a person can visit today. That cave is in between Tzfas and Miron. When you're going from Miron to Tzfas or Tzfas to Miron, on the side of the road there, there's a sign, Idra, and you walk about 100 meters, whatever it is, and there's like a cave there. And you can go inside and see this cave <coughs> is made by Hashem, and it has like, like dividers, sort of, where the Talmidim of Rabbi Shimon Bar sat, and where Rabbi Shimon Bar sat, and he gave over the, some of the deepest secrets of the Zohar Kodesh. That's called the Idra Rabba. Shemedaberes mi tleisar tikune dikna kadisha. Where Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoyesal explained the 13 tikunim of the beard, the shloishes remidoy shorachmim, and the shloishes remidoy shatoyro nedreshes pohen. Kize iker bechina shvuas. Because this is really what the holiday of shvuas is all about. Because note, the Mechilta says, Hashem appeared to the Jewish people on the holiday of Shavuos like an old man, like a zokein. Why does it use that term, zokein? Because the real, to be able to really receive the Torah, which is Kaviochel, the Oyer Haponim of Hashem, a person cannot receive it without the hairs of the beard. Shehem Iker Tikun Kol Ho'elomois, Kayadua Biksavim, which the Arizal explains, <coughs> that's the main Tikun, those wires are the wires that go between all the different worlds. When light, when Hashem's light travels from above, going down to all the different worlds, it travels through wires. Those wires are the saris, the hairs of the payas and the beard. Spiritually, Hashem has no hair, Hashem has no beard, chas We're talking in spiritual terms, and the way that we connect to this is through our hair, by following the mitzvahs of the Torah, by not using a razor, chas by not using anything that's forbidden to cut the beard and the, and the, the hairs of the payas. Any questions, please? Question, can a properly religious person who has no beard still receive the oyer haponim and all the other spiritual benefits of a holy beard and payas? The answer is yes, as we're saying now, and so long as the person doesn't mamish violate the commandments of the Torah, 
of using a razor on the beard or the pay or cutting the pay is too short. There are boundaries in halacha how short the person is allowed to cut the payas until where the payas should go, the bone, the different different descriptions in halacha. As long as a person doesn't cross that line, they still have a connection to this kedusha, to the kedusha of the beard and payas. People in different circumstances, in different situations, could, you know, trim the beard or shave the beard, but again, being extremely careful not to chas v'shom, violate, go against halacha, not to use an electric razor that doesn't conform with the halachic requirements, which means that there's something that blocks the blade from the skin, that the blade isn't going directly onto the skin, and chas cutting the hair. Some razors, they, they praise it that it pulls up the hair and goes under the skin to get a real clean shave. And there it's chas going against Allah. That's this term hashchasa, to be mashchis, to destroy, you know, chas in, in, in an illegal way. Each person has to understand for themselves what level, what level to keep regarding this, this issue. My Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld, was told by his Rebbe, Rav Avram Sternhartz, in the, 1940, in the 1940s, I believe this was. The late 1940s, when he, when he met him, and they both understood what was going on in America at the time, that in order to be involved in outreach in America at that time, if a person had a beard, they couldn't do it just about. It, it was just about impossible. The only religious Jews at that time, pretty much, that had a beard and payas, the Satmar Hasidim, the Lubavitcher Hasidim, some of those Hasidim who lived in isolated communities at the time, small in those days, this is post-Holocaust, small isolated communities at, at the time. And many of them were still zeichet to maintain the beard and payas like they did in Europe, like they did beforehand. But a person who wanted to be involved in outreach, it was just about impossible to be able to do it at that time. And Rabbi Avram Sternhardt told him that a beard and payas is koidish, and what you're doing in America is koidish kadoshin. And again, the understanding was, Rav Rosenfeld at that time was clean-shaven, and he wanted to adopt the method of the breast of the Hasidim in Eretz Yisrael, who all had a beard and payas at the time. And he, he, he mentioned to him, he, he, that the, he understood that to do the job that he needed to do at the time, he couldn't, he had to hide himself. As Rabbi Nezal says in the story of the Baltfila, that the Baltfila had to disguise himself in order to be able to accomplish the mission that he was engaged in. But at some point later in his life, Rav Rosenfeld realized that the world changed. The world changed. And, and a beard was much more acceptable in the secular world at the time. And at that point, he started growing, trimming, having a trim beard. And then when he became very sik, when he was told by a doctor that Rahman al-Islam, that his, his time was very limited, two days later, he was on a plane to Eretz Yisrael. He left America behind, and he went to Eretz Yisrael. And from that point on, he stopped cutting the beard completely. You know, he grew his beard full at the time, preparing to leave the world. You know, he ended up living another five months or so, approximately. And at that time, you know, he was not trimming the beard at all. 
you know, showing clearly that he understood completely what all of this was about. He understood what he had to do in earlier years and in middle years and, and at the end. And this will explain also why doesn't the Torah just use the term 49 days? Why does it say seven weeks? Sheva Shabbosos. Because our main efforts during these 49 days is to be mesakein these midois, these seven mi chesed, gevura, teferes, netzach, ad she yistakein midas ho emuna until we zoichet to, to be mesakin the midah of emuna, shehi bechinas Shabbos Malkaso, which is called the Shabbos Queen, shenikres Kala, and it's also called Kala, the Bride, boichala, 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 Shabbos Malkaso, hakula me hakoil, and one of the reasons why it's called Kala because Kala means coil, everything. Remember, the Malchus is a composite of everything. We've given the example of the Kaira at the Seder night, that there are nine things going on. There are nine things, the three Matzais, and the Zroya, and the Beya, and the Moror, and the Charesis, and the Karpas, and the Chazeris. Those nine represent the nine Spheroes, the nine Holy Spirit. Where's the Malchus? The Malchus is not, where's the Malchus? Not, nowhere to be seen. The Malchus is the Kaira, the Kaira, the plate, which is nothing, and it's everything. On its own, it's nothing, <coughs> and everything feeds into it. It's brought that the word kaira, kufayin reish begim is shin ayin hei. It's begimatria 375. Why? 370 is the number that represents the 10 spheroids. The three upper ones are called hundreds. The seven lower ones are called tens units. So 370 represents all 10 spheroids. That five, that hey at the end, represents the Shekhinah, the Malchus. The word Sha'ah, an hour, is a tzimtzum. An hour is a tzimtzum of time. <clears throat> so Kaira, the Kaira, everything feeds into it. There's a Pasuk that the Zohar Kodesh quotes, Kol Hanecholim Cholchem Alayam. All streams feed into the sea. The words El Hayam make up the word Eloikim, Hashem's name Eloikim, which is Malchus, Veloikim Malkimikedem. So all the spheroids, all the Midas feed into that Malchus. That Malchus is everything. It has everything, everything in it. And it's the only way that we have access to everything. We cannot go around the Malchus, we cannot go around the Emuna and try some other method of getting to, the, getting to these Midas. Ki Shabbos hi bechinas Emuna, because Shabbos is the symbol of Emuna. Kamuva besifri admazal come upon him, as Rabbein Azal writes in many places. We know in the Gemara, in the Shulchan Aruch, it says that Shabbos, a person observes Shabbos, they're observing the whole Torah. A person is Machal Shabbos, the, the whole Torah out. That's how we show we believe that Hashem created the world in six days. Ki iker tachlis tikun kol hamidois vatsensumim hu bishvil ho emuna. Because the main purpose and the main 
perfection of all the midas and all the tzimtzumim is to get to the finish line, to get to the malchus, to emunah. Shehi ikar hatikun. That's the most important tikun. Ki efsher lodas mimenu yisborach kiim alidei emunah. Because it is impossible for a person to achieve any real, healthy understanding of Hashem <coughs> without emuna. Shehi mido hashviyis, which is number seven, bechina Shabbos, the seventh day of the week. Questions? How is emuna? Emuna is malchus. Emuna is Shabbos. Just like Malchus has no light of its own, Emuna has no light of its own. It's not Chachma. It's, the, it's putting the Chachma aside. It's the Levana, the moon. Paragraph test. Ve'elu hatsimsumim akdoshim bechinas Emuna shal yodom ikar he'oras haponim shehu ho'emes hein bechinas momo indikdusha. Now, Rav Zal takes us back to chapter 23 on Likud Imran, which this halacha is based on, where Rav Zal there used the term anpen chashuchin and anpen ehirin, faces of light and faces of darkness. And he was speaking there about taivas momoin, that a person who falls into taivas momoin, a person who has an obsession with money, that that's their substitute for religion, for Hashem. That's the most important thing in their life. That's what's driving their life, money. Taivas Momoin, that that's the opposite of Emunah, that it's called idols. Elile Kesev, Elile Zov. It's called idol worship. So Rabbi Nosanzal says now that these Tzimtzumim, this Emunah, by which a person is Zerteras upon him, which is Emes, that's the concept of holy money. We know the Gemara uses the term Masa Umatan Be'emunah. Conducting business with emuna, and the word emuna there means two things: trustworthiness and faith in Hashem, <coughs> knowing that all money comes from Hashem and it's Hashem's money. Ki <coughs> because holy money is a very, very high level of holiness. As Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in many places, in Torah Chofhei, where he speaks about the Gavnen Eloim that are found in money, gold and silver, that glitter of money is heavenly light. A person who conducts business honestly, trustworthy, with faith in Hashem, and the person is genuinely happy with what they have. They're not jealous of anybody else. They're not looking to take away anything from anybody else. They don't sleep at night when they have somebody else's money in their pocket. If they have somebody else's money, they're looking to return it as quickly as possible. As Rabbi Nezal explains over there in chapter 23, when a person conducts business in an honest, trustworthy way, and the person is genuinely happy with what they have, and they believe that everything is only from Hashem, it's not my boss at work, it's, not the, it's only from Hashem, 
then that person's money is holy money, which comes from those holy tzimtzumim. Remember that money and malchus are, go together. We say in Davani in the morning, and kovoid is malchus, melech hakovoid. So money in this context is this emuna, this malchus. Because money comes from these tzimtzumim, from these constrictions which are associated with the left side. Bibchinas, as it says in the Pasuk, Bismoilo Oishevakovoid. That on the right side you have Arichasyomin, Biamino Oishevakovoid. I'm sorry, Oirechyomin Biamino, U Bismoilo Oishevakovoid. That on the left side you have Ashiras and Kovoid. The Kimavur Bamakamachar, as Rabbein Zal speaks about this in chapter 68 of Likud Imran. U Kishoise Masumatn Beemuna. Now, when a person is conducting business properly, then the money is coming from holy tzimtzumim, which are associated with the hairs of the beard. As the Gemara says, Children, life, and parnosa are not dependent on ordinary merit, but rather they're dependent on mazla. And the Arizal reveals, Shehem, the Tois Vesesks in the Gemara over there many times, Ein mazal Yisrael, what are you talking about? The, the term mazal there doesn't mean the mazolois, it doesn't mean the stars or anything like that. Shehem train mazolin, Shehem iker hadikno kadisha. This refers to two levels called mazel, which are what the beard is all about, kimuva bekisve arizal, as is brought in the writings of the arizal. Unfortunately, I don't know what this means exactly. They give an address here, Belin Eder, I wanted to look this up before. I'm going to try to look this up today, if I can, Amitzashem, to see this term, train mazlin kadishin. The word mazel is bigimatria 78. 77, 77, okay. <coughs> we'll leave it for now, just a moment. So that's when a person is But when a person sins, when a person goes against the rules regarding money, and a person falls into that wrong type of obsession, Related to money, Azai Hamomoin Shaloi Nimshach Mishare Hasarois. Then that person's money is not coming from the hair of the beard, it's coming from the other hairs, the hairs on the other places, Shehem Psoiles Hamoichim, which are referred to as the Psoiles of the Moichim. where we're supposed to cut them, we are supposed to cut those hairs. Because that's where the sitrachra draws its energy from. Anpin chashuchin, the dark faces. And this is a major focus during these days of Sfira Soimer, 
We're trying to draw holy parnasa, holy money, via the holy tzimtzumim, which means the holy hairs, which we can draw, especially during these 49 days of the Sphira, because parnasa comes from the left side, from tzimtzum, from tzimtzumim, from these holy hairs. And this is why, during the 49 days of Sphira, those that say, there are some people who say, See you later, see you tomorrow, Hashem. They don't go for these extra prayers that the Hasidim throw in or the Mikubalim throw in, but they don't realize that they're missing out on incredible, incredible things. Those prayers are not little toys. Those are big toys. Those are very, very, very holy prayers that are connected to the Yemei HaSfira. So we say, one of the prayers that we say there is the chapter in Tehillim, Lam Natseach Beneginois Mizmor Shir, Elikim Yechonenu Vivorchenu, which has exactly 49 words from Elikim Yechonenu. And one of the powerful sentences in there is, Eretz Nosno Yevula, May the earth give forth its produce. Yevarchenu Elikim, Hashem should bless us, which is all about Parnasa. And this is also why it says there, Yo'er Ponovitonu Sela. May Hashem shine the light of his face upon us always. What we're saying in that chapter of Tehillim is, Shalidei Hasfira. That through the Sphira Soimer, during which we're being misaking these tzimtzumim, these wires, these, these constrictions, these midas, this will enable us to be to receive holy parnasa, that the earth should give forth its produce. And through this will be to the light of the face of Hashem. <coughs> There's a beautiful Dvar Torah on that Gemara that we quoted in the previous paragraph, which I've told over in the past. Tomorrow I'll try to research a little that piece that Rabbi Nossam quoted about the train Muslim. And we'll include this incredible Dvar Torah that I heard from Rav Rosenfeld, from the Zohar Kodesh, explaining that Gemara. What does that mean? Bonei Chaim Zoyna comes from Maslow. What is Maslow? To be continued. Any questions? Question in the chat. What does it mean that Parnosa comes through constrictions? We quoted the Pasuk, Bismoila Oisha that Oisher, Ashira's wealth, is on the left side. Money is on, on the left side. Ha'oisher va'kovoid milfonecha, coming from the, from the left side. The answer is <coughs> that parnosa, parnosa is, is a finite type of item. It's a limited, a person works a certain hours, certain, a specific, it's, 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 it's a defined item. And, and a person receives a, a certain amount of money for the whole issue of how money operates. 
fixed costs, fixed prices, all, all of these kind of things. These are all tzimtzumim. These are all aspects of tzimtzumim. And, and, and again, a person, a person receives parnosa. Each person's parnosa is in a particular place at a particular time. A person, there's a, an issue of timing. A person at the right time knocks on the right door and, and they get the, their matzliach. The, a person shows up a minute later, they get nothing, that kind of thing. Parnosa is referred to as this whole concept of tzimtzumim, tzimtzumim, tzimtzumim. Now it comes from Hashem, who is, non, who is infinite. This concept of Hashem taking His infinite light and putting it into kalim, in, into different kalim. A specific play, a specific job, a specific boy, you know, all, all the different simsumim related to earning a livelihood. Why can't we cut the psoilus here during Sphira if it gives energy to the Anpen Chashuchen? The answer is, we'll see, Rav may speak about it here. The topic of Sphira Soimer is discussed maybe in 40, 50 places in Likutei Alachas. And Rav Zal does mention in some of those places why we don't take a haircut during those 33 days. Or, according to the Arizal, throughout the 49 days of the Yomer, till right before Shavuos. That definitely is brought up in, in different places in the Kutelachas. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. New beginning. We're taking the light of Hanukkah. There's a posse ki ekach moyed. Some people say, oh, Hanukkah is gone. Hanukkah isn't gone. Hanukkah is in the bank. Each and every one of us has Hanukkah now in our basket. We have all the mitzvahs that we did on Hanukkah and all the light that Hashem sent down to the world throughout Hanukkah. We have that with us now to make a whole new beginning, to take us till the next Yom Tov. Thank you, Rabbi Sure. Wonderful day to all. No, thank you. Sure. Thank you so much, Rav Nathan. All the best. Rav Nathan, can you ask a question? I've already finished. Please, please. I remember that once you told us that Rav Rosenthal gave shiur of Tikkuni Zohar, and it looked like, uh, you know, you, the people in the shiur wasn't 40 years old. It Correct. It like, um, in a sense, you know, he gave serious learning in uh, Kabbalah, but it wasn't people of 40 years old, so like some people say 40 years old, some people say not. So obviously it looks like that's a what thousand folk didn't hold of 40. The, the answer is that, number one, it was him giving it over. For a person to learn this on their own is a whole other story versus a person receiving it from a, a Rebbe, a teacher, who's fully qualified, who knows it very well properly, and knows exactly what to say and what not to say, what to tell and what not to tell. Number one. And number two, we mentioned from Reb Chaim Vital that the most important criteria was the Emuna Haktoisha. And again, he didn't give it, he didn't give it as a public shear. He didn't record those shirim. The other shirim, he recorded and it was for the public. These shirim were given to a small group of people in Eretz Yisrael at the time, you know, etc. And, and he, he knew what to give over, what's Kabbalah Kabbalah and what's Kabbalah for children. What he taught us was still, you know, a much, much lower level 
than than what what real mikubalim are learning. <laughs> he wasn't teaching a course on Kabbalah, you know. He was giving over tikkun Ezra, but again, in in a way that we could relate to it. Baruch Hashem.